0: What's the biggest mistake that you've made when anywhere you in your uh, early career? Wow.
1: Oh, that's a tough question. I think early on in my career, I probably took things a little bit personal. <laughs> I think I did. I think I was a little bit, or should I say, too emotionally attached to the work I was producing. And I think... Um, yeah, I think we've discussed this before. That's not the right way to go about things. So, I'll probably say that's the the biggest learning curve. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Sure. Exactly the same as me. <laughs> I t- I took things way way, pers- you know, a-, a lot personally and yeah, that's that's yeah, not not good.
1: Not at all. But... Not at all. But you to be fair, when you're starting out, you can't really help it, right? Because especially for those who have gone down the whole kind of um Uh, what do you call it, product design route, like through university and then obviously into industry, they don't prepare you for that kind of stuff. You know, Mm. uni doesn't prepare you to not take your stuff, you know, personally. It just kind of, it teaches you about process and, you know, doing all this other stuff, but it doesn't really teach you about how things really work in the real world, you know. And I think sometimes that's where there's a little bit of a gap.
0: Yeah, and there's also the validation aspect of it. So you want to validate the fact that you are a real designer. So if if they question what you produce when you are early career, then you don't really like, it kind of builds up your insecurity, I think.
1: Completely agree. And one thing that I've actually realized is that texting, not necessarily texting as in on WhatsApp or, you know, Telegram, but texting as in Slack it really isn't the best way to communicate <laughs> because people just True. interpret things very differently because they can't hear your voice. They can't hear your tonalities, And you could be saying something nice and it will be misinterpreted for something completely terrible, or you could be saying something terrible and people just will not get it. Like it's just, yeah. you know, so I think, um, a, there's a, a lot of miscommunication happens through, um, yeah, I guess these ways of communicating, and that's something I find out. I found out recently that actually is an interesting thing. Maybe we could have another episode about this because <laughs> I've just been learning a few things lately. Like it's it's just I love
0: to list. It's
1: yeah, exactly. It's super. It's just a, it's it's super important because especially if you are you know in a team and you're collaborating with people and people of you know different backgrounds and different cultures and how people communicate is very very different, right? So it's even more difficult when you're just reading text on a screen rather than speaking to somebody, you know? So yeah, a lot of these things really kind of, we just need to be a little bit more aware of these things because some people can read something and just take it the wrong way, completely the wrong way, but that wasn't the intended, you know, impact of the person who said it. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, that's probably another episode.
0: Great. Let's introduce this one. Uh, Hello everyone. This is uh, UX maturity, and this is episode eight. And today we are going to talk about um, advice for early career designers. So maybe dig deeper into our experiences and how you know you could uh, you could approach that that stage um, uh, of your career in a in a more relaxed way. I would say I'm your uh, I'm your co-host Leo, and
1: I'm your co-host Steven
0: so we we already started actually talking about <laughs> uh what you know our experiences and what we um what what we' done that it wasn't wasn't great <laughs> our mistakes. What would you tell um a designer who just maybe 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 they didn't even finish university yet, so they are the you know last year they are approaching uh that stage in which they are starting about uh thinking about the um, uh, their first role in a company what are like the top three suggestions that you would give them
1: um i would say number one have fun enjoy it <laughs> you know <laughs> have as much fun as possible man enjoy it number two be a sponge just don't worry about looking stupid or, or, you know, asking the wrong questions or, you know, just literally be a sponge and just take in as much as possible because that is the expectations of those who are already there. Because a lot of the time, we, you know, as, as, especially as juniors, we go into a role and the level of expectation that we have for ourselves is very different from the expectation that our team or the employer or our boss has of us, right? So um, you're just understanding that nobody's expecting you to work miracles, (laughs) you know, just come in and just learn as much as you can and just try not to repeat the same mistakes. That's that's what I would say, like uh, the, the, the top three things. Have as much fun as possible, be a sponge and try not to repeat the same mistakes.
0: Nice. I feel like you cover the most important things now. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to add. Let let me add. Uh, let me add some some of the things that I think they are more on the practical side. Uh-huh. Uh, your, yours are, I think, the fundamentals because they are on the mindset side, oh. uh, which basically have an impact on everything you do. Uh, I think on the on the practical side, I would also say um, play with products a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and especially like, don't, don't just focus on the ones that you like and, you know, obsess about them, but also like, uh, play with a lot of them. And while you play with a lot of them, ask yourself why they exist. I think, uh, I think it's really, it makes a lot of difference when designers have that product, um, understanding and the product thinking and that product thinking that it's part of the design process. And, uh, you know, when uh, early career, I was purely focused on design and, and you know, just the design aspect of it, not really thinking about why certain things um, exist or why they were made in a, in a certain way. Uh, I was more focused on how they looked and yeah. how they worked and how to optimize that for users. Uh, but like. I, I, figured, I figured, actually, I, I missed the initial part, <laughs> which, which was, you know, what kind of problem they are solving, why they are on the market, why do people use them, and, and also, like, how would I make them better now that I understand why they exist? Um, so I think, uh, I think that's pretty, pretty important. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And, and it's good to have a balance, isn't it? A balance of, you know, I guess the mentality and the practical because that's what really sets you up for success and um yeah I mean also I think it's important for people not to be hard on themselves you know don't feel like oh I, I have to do this or I have to be like this or just take it easy you know take each day as it comes and and these are things that I'm, I'm kind of talking from my experience right like I was so uptight I wanted to do this and I wanted to do this and you know, I, I was taking everything personal and, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was just such a novice, you know. <laughs> and,
0: and <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never imagine you to take things personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you know what it is? I think sometimes, and this is maybe where it's a little bit difficult for some people, like, um, you might have an idea in mind, right? And you may have gone through the, you know, all the processes to arrive with this idea. So you're fairly confident that this is the way forward, right? And then sometimes, because we're so confident of that particular idea, we automatically block off other people's opinions. Like, we'll hear what they're saying, we're not taking it in. (laughs) Because it's almost like, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know this idea has gone through all the processes. You know we're fairly confident. <laughs> so it must be true. It must be true. It <laughs>
0: has to be true.
1: You know, and I think that was the mistake I was making. Sometimes other people will have amazing ideas, but just because it hasn't gone through the process doesn't mean that it can't be included or can't be um, at least considered, right? And um, and sometimes I don't know. Like I I I find that speaking to um, for example, developers. Developers have have given me some of the best ideas I've ever come across. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And this is not something that they've sat down and deeply thought about. <laughs> they've just gone, oh, why don't you try it this way? Uh, and i like, right, actually yeah, you're right. This this works quite <laughs> well. <laughs> and and the funny thing is sometimes in that situation, and I know a lot of designers will go through this where you feel like you are the designer and you own the design process to an extent, right? You feel like you're the one that people look to for the solutions for the design process. If somebody else comes up with an idea in two seconds, it's almost like your immediate reaction is to almost challenge the idea, right? Like, because of how it makes you look. Do you -hmm. know, you know what I mean? Like, that's your immediate kind of reaction. And I think it takes a while to not to go down that route and to just still be open-minded and explore that idea further and if it works hey it works (laughs) yeah if it doesn't work it doesn't work at least that person feels good because they feel like at least if you've given them the space to contribute to the process you know so um, I think yeah these are just things I learned early on early on yeah for sure
0: and i and I think uh, that's also what um starts to help you have that mindset of being a facilitator instead of just someone who execute design so bring bringing people into the design process and understanding that everyone is really a designer so you you are there to to facilitate those discussions and to facilitate people to create yeah. basically yeah so yeah. yeah I think it's pretty important and um I would add to to what you said before about um not being jealous to Um, of of ideas and producing different ones. I would even say quantity over quality.
1: At the early stage, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You you gotta try a lot of things, <laughs> and you know the, the the more the more you you fail, um you know the the more you produce things that don't really work, the yeah. more you learn. Yeah. And I think, um based on on your points, being a sponge, like learn learn as much as possible. Yeah. Prioritize learning. I think, uh is the is the most important thing. And if you produce a lot of work and you know just embark in all different projects that. All those things are going to go into your background yeah. and, uh, you know, in your in your luggage of knowledge. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's really important.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Explore, explore, explore. Even ideas that feel like they're silly could lead to something incredible. Or exactly you may present an idea that you're not particularly fond of, but somebody may look at it and build on it. Right. So. Just, yeah, I completely agree. Explore, explore, explore. And I think um, as a as a, a junior designer, I think one of the other things that I did was I wasn't, and to be fair, a lot of juniors would go through this, right? Like it's, it's normal stuff. So if you're a junior and you're doing all these things, it's normal. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at this stage in your career, right? <laughs> um, but one thing that I wasn't doing was looking at the bigger picture. I was always kind of focused on, um, you know, like isolated experiences, you know, just like just really homing in on this particular experience and not really understanding how it affects, you know, other parts of the product or what that end to end journey looks like. Uh, And it was a constant conversation I remember just having with um, like senior members. And that would be the constant feedback or, you know, you need to think about the end-to-end journey, ask the questions, know the impact that it has on other parts, and that will help you create like a more well-rounded design or solution. So that's another thing as well. Just be mindful that whatever it is that you're designing, it's going to have an impact on something else. So try and have some understanding of that end-to-end journey so that you can create something that really solves the problem.
0: Yeah, that really takes into account the... Service design, uh, you know the the bigger the bigger problem you're yeah. solving, all the details.
1: Exactly, exactly that, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's there's so much, there's so much that, or should I say, so many um, kind of mistakes that you're gonna make, or you know, learnings that you're gonna get from probably like the first year, two years in your career. You know, it's by this it's, it's normal. These things happen. You have to go through that process because that's how you learn. That's when you know, growth comes through, right? When you're making these mistakes yeah. and you're, you know, hitting these dead ends and you're getting the feedback that you don't necessarily want to hear, but you know is, is good for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's But it's all part of the process. So yeah, if there's anybody who, you know, is still at uni or just leaving uni, just like I said, have fun with it, you know? Learn as much as you can, have fun with it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And also understand that not every company is for everybody. Some companies are just there as a stepping stone. It is what it is, right? You go, you learn, and you move on. And then you come across other companies where you feel like, this feels like home. Like, I feel like I could be here for a while, you know? And, um, yeah, it's something different for everybody. So don't ever feel like... But it might like... take a while. Exactly, exactly. But just don't ever feel like you have to be in a particular space because you may not get something else out elsewhere or, you know... Um, you're just stuck, you know. Don't ever feel like yeah. that, because there's always something else out there.
0: Yeah, this is a this is another point that I wanted to to touch on. Actually, uh, the the anxiety that I that I've seen in in some of the some of the people who got in um, in touch with me for right, uh, mentorship uh, sessions, uh, they they ask, you know, what kind of companies I should join? What are the perfect companies? And and I've like you you do you don't know that, you know? You don't know what kind of companies you want you, you will thrive on. Yeah. Because because you just you just gotta start somewhere. And you know, any company could be good at the beginning. Yeah, okay. Just um just you you gotta start somewhere and then you will figure out what kind of um industry you want to enter. Unless like there there are I think there are exceptions to that. If you if you are pretty clear on a, on a certain domain you want to to contribute to and you're already contributing to it because you have something to offer mm-hmm. that's probably it's probably a good idea to focus on on that particular domain and see if you can get a job there because it's like you have a clear idea on what you want to do yeah. and and you are already adding some value so your profile can be attractive uh, attractive for certain companies in that domain yeah. But otherwise, you know, don't don't feel the pressure. I would say, and and just um, start <laughs> start somewhere. Then you will figure it out because you, you you will understand what it is that you like about the company you just joined, where it's that you don't like. So then you will have some data for uh, your next step and understand what kind of values you're uh, you're gonna look for.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. And to add to what you said earlier on, um, sometimes we might have an idea in our head of the type of company that we want to work for, right? And and we might just stick to that and kind of potentially miss some amazing opportunities that come our way simply because we just have this singular view of a company or the type of company that we want to work for. I think, like you said, you never know what the perfect company is for you. Like I, when I was, you know, coming through the ranks, I never thought I would be where I am because I didn't like big corporations, you know, <laughs> I was having a lot of fun with the small and medium companies. And I just said to myself, oh, if you go to the big company, it's just going to be a number. You know, you're know, you not going to be able to actually have an impact. You know, the change is not going to come. The challenge is going to be boring. Like all these things And I used to convince myself that I don't actually want to be there. But now that I'm here and I realized that actually it's not <laughs> as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's actually very different. Um, so I guess, and we've spoken about this a few times, I guess just being open-minded of course have a goal you know and focus on that goal but don't completely close off other opportunities because in this game one thing that i've learned is you learn a lot through actual experiences right so going into companies understanding how it works and then you can decide is this for me no it's not and then you can go somewhere else you know and sometimes you find yourself in places that you really didn't think you would be but you enjoy being there you know that's also part of the process. So yeah, just I guess being open-minded yeah. is also good.
0: Yeah, I also want to um, want to say something just to destroy a um, myth, <laughs> uh, which is companies don't care which companies you worked on. Mm. I mean, to a certain extent, if you if you really <laughs> work in a in a very evil corporation, then maybe they will have some questions. Yeah. But what they what they really care about is the work that you've done so so you know don't don't look at those uh, big names be just because you want them on the cv mm-hmm. yeah you know they might look nice on the cv to, to random people they say oh, you know that person you know works at that big corporate and big company so he must be good um but that's not s- simply not true nope. uh, when hiring managers um look at your profile they look at your work at your contribution yeah. what you did yeah. and you know your level of involvement And, you know, whether you worked uh, at uh, Google or at a small startup, it doesn't really matter. What what matters is what you did. Mm.
1: That's that's an interesting one, actually, because I think sometimes I guess having like a a flashy company on your CV kind of gets people's attention a little bit. Right. So it might help you through the door. Uh, but of course once you're through the door you still have to perform you still have to demonstrate your skills and your abilities um but i do agree with you i think it's not just because people work at big companies doesn't necessarily make them better designers than you i think i know quite a few designers who are making a much bigger impact in companies that you probably haven't even heard of right <laughs> but and they're happy that's the main thing right like they're happy they're making the impact that they want uh, it just so happens that we're used to, you know, the apples and the Googles and the Spotify and yeah. all these, but there are other companies out there doing amazing things, you know that we may not necessarily know, but you know that's also an area where people can make incredible impact. So I agree. I think yeah, it's not always about big companies. Sometimes you just have to follow, yeah, follow the heart a little bit, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe you'll you'll build the next Google. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Like I said, if I ever have my own company, um, I'm gonna have. It's
0: only gonna be three days a week. That's it, Leo. Oh uh, great! Uh, I week. love that already. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> Send me the contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanna go back to something that you mentioned before. Um, being um, uh, not not taking feedback personally asking asking for feedback a lot, I think it's a it's a good way to learn, uh-huh. especially if you are if you are early career, but also actually whatever stage you are uh-huh. yeah. design designers need a lot of feedback, and giving and asking feedback I think is one of the most important aspects of our job yeah yeah um, but based on what you did before, you know um if you are early stages getting negative feedback makes you feel makes you feel vulnerable uh-huh. and and makes you question your abilities as a designer and i think that's that's normal because you're just starting so you you already you already feel like an imposter and you don't have a verified track of successes or you know highlights in your career you basically just fresh out of university and you're doing your first project and you're getting that negative feedback how how do you deal with that?
1: Um, honestly speaking, you've just got to take it on the chin. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it sounds really harsh.
0: It but is what it is. <laughs>
1: it, it it really is what it is, right? Because and this is something that I I would I can say I don't know like ninety five percent of designers have gone through. Because what we have to consider as well is that uh, every company will work in a different way, right? So uh, you might go to one company and they absolutely love your process. You go to another company and they absolutely hate it. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> like every company, ha- they have their own method or their own ways of working. And I think, especially coming in as a as a junior um, or just somebody who's probably less experienced, there will always be an element of someone saying to you that okay, maybe I think how the feedback is delivered is important. You know, if somebody is being, you know, (laughs) unsavory, then that's not called for. You know, there's ways to give feedback. But in terms of the actual feedback itself, and if it makes sense, I think that's a normal process. That's part of growth, you know. And then you you kind of need to ask yourself, what type of person are you, right? Are you the kind of person to just um, beat yourself up about it? Or are you going to listen to the feedback and go, actually, yeah, I need to improve in this area and almost kind of give yourself that challenge to improve. And I think those people who react in that way are the ones that, you, that tend to be really good designers later on because they understand how it works. And it's not a personal thing. It's, you know, I've had managers in the past who I, I could have sworn they hated me. right? <laughs> but when I look back on it, because, you know, life, sometimes everything's a lot clearer when you look back, right? Um, yeah. That's when I realized that, no, they actually cared. <laughs> they didn't have to say any of those things. They could have kept their mouth shut and I could have been destroyed in that meeting. You know what I mean? But they they chose to destroy me outside of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I I appreciate that. And I also, as I grew older and just gained more experience, I understood that is part of the process. Um, so yeah I, I would say it's part of the process but I, like I said how it's delivered is not part of the process because you know even if somebody needs improving there's still ways to communicate that without being you know totally unsavory about it but yeah
0: I think a message to managers um, positive feedback and recognition is sometimes even more important than negative feedback oh uh uh-huh. So sometimes it's easy to, sometimes we, we you know, we, we don't recognize that, we kind of forget that someone is a, is at the beginning of their journey, career journey. Yeah. And, and we, want, we want to help. So we are going to provide that feedback, you know, you sh- these are the points you should get better on at, um, and this is how I can help you. But then we forget to say, by the way, you know, you did a great presentation yesterday. Yeah. Or the workshop that you ran was really good. Because of these, these, and that, and sometimes if you're if you're early stages and you only hear what you could improve on, it makes you it makes you more vulnerable, I think, and it makes you question your skills a lot more. Yeah. And I think it's as important as um, if, even maybe a little bit more important sometimes mm-hmm. to 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 provide that positive feedback to to make to help someone who's starting to understand what their strengths are.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree with you. Nothing builds relationships better than recognition.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: hundred percent, you know. And even in the worst designer, you can still find something good to say, you know. Um, And I agree with you. It's, yeah, you you have to notice these things. You have to, and you have to be sincere about it. You can't just be saying it because you feel like you have to say it. You know, you have to be genuine. You have to really spend the time and, you know, look at what they do well and what they need improving and have that dialogue with them. I think that's when you start to build trust. That's when you start to see growth. That's when you start to see improvement because they understand that you care. You know, you're not just yeah. being a manager for being a manager's sake, but you actually care about your growth. And you'd be surprised how many designers will leave very good positions because they just don't feel like they're growing yeah you know so you know like and i'm talking these are positions that people would kill for like incredible earning crazy amounts of money Hmm. you know good like flexible flexibility all over the place and but yet they still feel like you know what maybe this isn't for me and i feel like in those situations something's wrong at the managerial level you know so Hmm. I, i completely agree with you that um yeah you have to recognize when people do good things, and you also have to be very careful how you communicate areas where they need to be um, improved, because yeah, we are all different in that way.
0: Yeah, I agree, and also take take into account that someone's strengths are actually what they're natural in. So, if some someone is good, um, you know, um, manag- uh, managing stakeholders or um, um, doing doing uh, running workshops. It, it's easier for them to get even better at that. Yeah. So, and this is maybe maybe also a way for um for for you to build experts in in certain areas. Mm. If you're a good manager and you recognize what you know, what your team member is good at, then you you want to tell them, you want to actually encourage them to explore more and do it more. Yeah. Uh, because you see you see potential there and it's it's really really important that they that they, they just continue to develop those skills because yeah. then they can mentor the rest of the team exactly and and you you also have a someone who can give an impact like uh, you know add a lot of value to to the team by by like focusing on those uh, particular strengths and and maybe one other thing that i'm thinking is uh if you are uh, a junior designer and you're not really sure about what you're good at right uh one thing that i read somewhere i don't remember exactly who wrote it i think uh, i think it's from uh, julie zoo's uh, book um the making of manager um she 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 writes the way to understand what you're good at is um uh noticing when people ask you questions about something mm. like if someone someone is asking you oh um you know you ran this workshop can you can you help me because i'm i'm actually setting up something similar yeah it, Probably means that you're good at that. So, so you know, write it down. Like write it down what people what people ask you, um, because that that helps you reflect. And I think uh, reflection is another important aspect of growing when yeah. you are when you are early stages. Also, when you are not early stages. Also, when you are a senior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Agreed. Reflection is very very important. You need to you need time to just go through everything, and that's what kind of helps you understand. Because, I mean, yeah, it's very easy to take things personally at the beginning, right? But I think you're right. When you spend some time and really think about things, you realize that in most cases, people actually want what's best for you and they want you to grow. And yeah. most importantly, they chose you, right? Out of a few candidates, they chose you, you know, so you're there yeah. for a reason. So that yeah. that should give you confidence. You earned it. You've earned it. Exactly, right? So, um yeah like i said it's all part of the learning process don't be hard on yourselves you know um have fun with it because i think research some i read somewhere the more comfortable you are the more you learn you know so by just having fun you're taking in so much you know because you're relaxed right there's no fear of being an idiot or there's no fear of being <laughs> you know embarrassed or you know fear of asking silly questions or you're just Basically, being yourself, and I think that's when the growth is accelerated. So yeah, be yourself. Sure.
0: Nice. I have a I have a last question. I I I already asked a lot of questions no. <laughs> this episode. So, what do you miss about being a junior designer? Oh
1: man, that's a good question. I miss everything about being a junior designer. <laughs> no responsibilities. <laughs> no accountability. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good times.
1: Oh man, I think I miss the, I mean, yeah, I I love learning now, but I think I just had more freedom to learn then, simply because of the level of expectation was a lot lower then, than it is now, you know, so um, I think that's probably the key thing that I miss, is just the freedom to learn, Um, because everyone expects you to learn when you're a junior, nobody expects you to kind of hit the ground running, right? come in you can ask all the questions you want you can take time to really perfect your knowledge in a particular area if you need to you know um but i think once once you get to a certain level and rightly so the expectations are different you know you have directs you know you have people you have you know accountable to other people and the things that you got to do so maybe the proactive learning i like to call it isn't as forthcoming um but yeah, you still learn, nonetheless. But um, yeah, I would say it's it's
0: that just the the freedom to learn. Yeah, also the quantity of things that you learn. You know, everything oh. is new. Yeah. Every day, every day there's something new, and it's just incredible. Yeah, I agree. I agree on the freedom part, and especially if you are if you're quite lucky and and you are in a company that allows you to be free exactly. to really explore explore a lot. Uh, that that's where where like your your learning curve just peaks exponentially, <laughs> goes up and up and up because exactly. I think uh, it's very exciting. Like every day you go in and you actually learn something new, and you embrace that. Yeah, I, I miss I miss that part too. <laughs> yeah.
1: We should just go back to being genius.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> so
1: just rearrange our CV again. Yeah, yeah.
0: killed killed all the experience. <laughs> all right
1: i think that's it for us right yes <laughs> it's the end of the episode unfortunately it felt like it's been a, a very quick one very
0: quick yeah <laughs> no, this, this is what, talks a lot
1: this is what happens when you enjoy what you're doing right this is, yeah everything just moves so fast but yeah so this has been right. episode 8
0: We're going fast
1: it's going really really <laughs> fast um and yeah. obviously yeah we've talked about Uh, just advice and a few tips here and there for kind of those who are just setting out on their journey uh, or junior designers or i guess maybe even some of you who are already in established roles and just kind of need to brush up a little bit here and there um yeah as leo always mentions after every episode we now have a a twitter account so uh, feel free to give us your feedback via the account i'm assuming it's ux maturity
0: yeah, it's UX underscore maturity. If you have any questions, if you have any questions about what we talked about, we are you know we are quite responsive. So feel free to to tweet us. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Thank you, thank you, everyone. We have a we have a new country in uh, in our um, <laughs> audience list, which is Ghana. So. Oh wow. <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, listeners from Ghana. How many
1: do we have from
0: Ghana? <laughs> I think I think it's two percent. So I'm not entirely sure, <laughs> but. <laughs> But we are a, a bunch of them. I'm not. I'm not very updated on numbers, <laughs> but, that is good. but it's a two yeah. percent. It's
1: really, really good. Do you know, I remember a time when no one, or well, minimum, I don't know. Like, not everybody knew what UX design or product design was, right? Like, and now it feels like quite a few people are, you know, in the know. So it's good. It's great. You know, and to get listeners from Ghana, it's great. It's amazing.
0: amazing. More more countries. We need more countries. Exactly. Spread the word. Exactly. <laughs> thank you everyone take care bye bye